There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Your weekend home for all things sport. This is The Grill on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live from Barasti. Here's Tom Urquhart. So, we've got a 9.30 kickoff in the Premier League. We'll give you team news in this third and final hour uh, of Brighton-Watford. Uh, that's coming your way. That's after Everton took all the points a little earlier on, convincing 3-1 victory over Crystal Palace. Uh, Rangers have thrashed Hamilton. Fifth round of the Scottish Cup. 4-1 it finished there. Uh, ongoing games uh, in the Scottish Cup. Half-time scores. Aberdeen nil, Kilmarnock nil. St. Johnson lead air by two goals to one. Inverness and Livingston are locked at nil-nil. And it's uh, Motherwell leading St. Mirror by one goal to nil. Falkirk Hearts is going to be the late one. What's happening over in Europe? Monty's got the latest. Yes, Tom. And in the Serie A, uh, it's Atalanta who have won against Fiorentina. 2-1. Goals from Duan Zapata and Malinowski. Uh, with, with this particular result, Atalanta are in fourth position and Fiorentina's wars continue. They are in 14th in the Serie A. Torino against Sampdoria is a uh, nine o'clock kickoff, so that one's coming up next. Uh, meanwhile, Getafe have taken uh, are, uh, in action against Valencia at the moment. It's nil-nil in that one half time in Spanish La Liga. Levante beating Leganes earlier today by two goals to nil. Real Valladolid take on Villarreal and Atletico Madrid in action against Granada later. German Bundesliga is where we turn our attention now. Uh, all sorts of goals flying in in the Bundesliga. Five games in the Bundesliga. Schalke are leading Paderborn by a goal to nil. Mainz are leading over Hertha Berlin in Berlin by a goal to nil. Freiburg are one up against TSG Hoffenheim. Werder Bremen are, are two goals down to Union Berlin. Wolfsburg and Dusseldorf is tied 1-1 after 75 minutes. That's what's happening in the Bundesliga. What's happening in the rugby, Sivya? Yeah, Tom, what I can tell you, a fantastic try by Andrew Conway. I think it is the final nail in the coffin for the Welsh this afternoon. The Irish winger scoring in the corner for Ireland as they lead this game. 24 points to 7. 78 minutes played in this fixture. And as I say, it's been all Ireland these last 10 minutes. And it's Conway on his way again. As I said, fantastic try there by the right winger of Ireland, basically sealing this game. Andy Farrell will be very happy with the result. Of course, he's second winner of the Six Nations. And CJ Stander, of course, last week's man of the match. He won it this week once again. Yeah, fine performance by Ireland at home. They've scored four tries to one. They've outplayed uh, Wales for the 80 minutes, and it's going to be a well-deserved victory. They'll go two from two matches in this year's Six Nations, and they look like the team to beat. Big match on the horizon will be when Ireland do travel across to Twickenham to take on England. But uh, big match this afternoon also in Murrayfield, the uh, Calcutta Cup up for grabs. And, of course, uh, Scotland have uh, held it now for two consecutive seasons. And uh, uh, Eddie Jones's men will travel up to Murrayfield to try and uh, rest it away from north of the border there. So interesting clash. That match gets underway in a couple of hours' time, just after 9 o'clock. 8.45. 8.45, and of course, um, should be a fascinating match at Murrayfield. Indeed. What's happening in the Super Rugby? Uh, got a couple of games for you today. Yeah, Tom, what I can tell you is currently, of course, it's a big north-south derby in South Africa. It's the Bulls taking on the Stormers. That game being played down in Cape Town in Newlands. And uh, what I can tell you is currently the Stormers are leading the Bulls 8 points to 0. Of course, a fantastic try there by Damien Willemser. Um, a game early on, the Lions beat the Reds in Johannesburg, 27 points to 20. The Waratahs went down badly to the Auckland Blues, losing that one 32 points to 12. And of course, Warren Gatlin off to winning ways with the Waikato Chiefs. A big surprise early this morning. The Chiefs beating the Crusaders 25 points to 15. 
looking forward to this super rugby season, Mark Archer? Um, uh, no, by the sounds. No, I think I think it's a uh, well. I'm always looking forward to to, to the rugby season. And I'm, I'm just a little bit rugby out, Tom. Oh, okay. It's been a, it's been a long uh, with the, when you have a rugby World Cup in October, November. Sort of things are off with a bang, and then so many changes. I think in the Northern Hemisphere rugby, that season seems to be a, such a stop-start affair. You haven't quite, even quite worked out what's happening in Europe. Yeah, with the clubs sort of playing and not playing, and we've seen the issues at Saracens and there deduction of points and then their relegation and now they've been fined again for fielding a legible player there's also it just seems to catch momentum now we're in the six nations and super rugby just doesn't seem like it should be starting now it just seems to be after the world cup it just seems a, a bit of an after show so a little bit rugby out but looking forward to seeing some new faces some new names i guess from a new zealand australia south africa perspective some new blood coming into those teams a lot of guys have gone to places like japan or maybe gone to play in europe so It'll be an interesting time with Super Rugby. A lot of youngsters will burst on the scene now. And um, I guess from that side of things, looking forward to it and just seeing which players really stand up. But uh, a little bit rugby out. It seems that the rugby season has gone on and on and on, and we're sort of um, only halfway through it. He's getting old. <laughs> He's getting old. Maybe too much time or alongside the polo field. Uh, but, yeah, Tom, I, I, tend to, where I, I don't often agree with Archie, but where I tend no, to agree with him is that uh, Super Rugby, to me, is a little bit watered down. I think they need to do something to spice up this competition a little bit more. And I think maybe one of the reasons why a lot of people feel it's watered down is because we're losing a lot of players to the Northern Hemisphere. But to me, watching the Six Nations, absolutely fantastic. And uh, to see the good young talent coming through in Super Rugby. Mind you, we're talking about young talent. Of course, Jamie Roberts. Is Dr. Yeah. Jamie Roberts, should I say, is currently playing for the Stormers down in Cape Town. So that should be his swan song. I think it's something he wanted to add to the resume, a bit of super rugby experience. And so far, he's been welcomed with open arms down in, uh, in Cape Town, donning the number 12 jersey for the Stormers. And apparently, I didn't watch the game last week, but he was off to a fantastic start. Yeah. We don't think that's got anything to do with uh, Bath trying to sort out their, uh, their salary. No comment. No, no comment. Okay, fine. <laughs> Uh, what's going on in the world of golf? Pebble Beach Pro-Am at the yes. moment. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. You, well, you want me to tell you something? Yeah, more? I do. Oh, okay. As you say, the AT&T down in Pebble Beach. And what I can tell you, it's Nick Taylor of Canada leading the tournament. He's on 14 under par. He's followed by Australian Jason Day at 12 under. Phil Mickelson, of course, he was in Saudi Arabia last week. He's at Pebble Beach this week. He's at 11 under par. Followed by South African Charles Schwatzel at 10 under. Dustin Johnson in there at nine under par as well as Patrick Cantley at eight under par playing for a cool purse of 7.8 million dollars what is this is this is this the one with the celebrities yeah this is the iconic uh, AT&T at Pebble Beach Pro-Am event yeah um, many of the good and the great of, of the entertainment industry whether it be comedians or uh, singers or various actors all take place alongside the pros. It's okay. played uh, amongst a couple of courses there in the in the Monterey Peninsula. Spyglass is one. Pebble Beach is another. Stunning scenes there. It's a, it's a beautiful part of the world. And um, it's always a fun event. I don't know if it's the strongest field assembled, but good to see um, the likes of Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson, who were playing in Saudi Arabia last week, obviously f- fuel up the jet planes and get to the West Coast uh, to, to play in this event um, and, and do pretty well. Phil Mickelson at third and Dustin Johnson at... Uh, it, tied for fifth so they've obviously come fresh from Saudi Arabia straight back into the AT&T 
at Pebble Beach, yeah. and uh, be interesting to see how it goes. But it's a stunning event to watch on TV. You see the surf off the Monterey Peninsula beautiful. there, and it's a beautiful, beautiful part of the world. And, of course, Justin Timberlake is always the, the hot favorite there. He's actually a pretty handy golfer, I'll tell you what. Him and, and Tony Romo, also very, very handy golfers, so it's always good to see them out giving uh, the pros a good run for their money. Uh, meanwhile, in the European Tour, on the European Tour, it's the Vic Open. So European Tour is in Australia. Of course it is, mate. Okay, dokie. Um, and no big, uh, and no big surprise that the Vic Open is being dominated by Australian and New Zealand uh, golfers uh, at the moment. So that's what's happening in the world of golf. Uh, do send you, uh, just one more on that one, uh, Rory McIlroy. I mean, it's so weird, isn't it? It looks like McIlroy is on the verge of going back to world number one, correct? But it, it, it's one of those ones that he's just becoming very consistent, isn't he? He hasn't sort of. He's not pulling up trees on tournaments at the moment. We're not seeing him win, 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 win. But is that just that, 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 that ability to be consistently good and knocking on number one? Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, last year he was the PGA's Player's Choice Player of the Year. Of course, he, he won the, the, the Arnold Palmer Player's Choice of the Year. And I think, Tom, that, that says, says a lot for Rory. And, and, and to, your, to your point, if you look at Rory's finishes, I mean, his first tournament he played in last week, he ended tied third. So uh, he's, he has been very, very consistent. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't been raising so many trophies, but if you see his top five, top ten finishes, he really has been doing a fantastic job. And I kind of just feel that, that Rory this year, I feel could be the year that he, that he, that he kind of gets a major because a lot of people have been questioning him at the moment, you know, about his golf, about, you know, not playing on the European Tour, et cetera, et cetera. But to me, he's still right up there. I, I feel th- th- this year, you know, he just kind of needs to add another major to his belt, just that people still take him very, very seriously because to me, ultimately, he's one of the greatest that has played the game. Yeah, I think I think he'd trade that uh, player of the year and a couple of those other events to win, his, win, win another major and win the Masters where he's had a chance to do that. And maybe he'll have a, have a good a chance uh, this year come 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 Atlanta come the Augusta in April so yeah incredibly consistent which is good for him I just I know he'd want to convert mm. a few more top 10s and top 5s into major victories because of course that will be his legacy when he finishes how many majors did he win and lucky enough to be at, uh, at this event in Saudi Arabia um, <laughs> Gary Player was there yeah. nine times major champion Greg Norman was there speaking as well he's, he's, he's won a couple yeah. and um, just though, that's what those guys are remembered from how many majors they won and so Rory will know that he'll be under pressure to do that and it seems like hopefully he can uh, get the monkey off his back and finally get a green jacket so that'll be important for him you've you, you got to question what diet Gary Player is on or what water he's using down in South Africa 84 years old still shooting uh, subpar or par and he, he looks like a machine I mean Archie's in better shape than you I tell you he, he's in great shape and I tell you the uh, great white shark Greg Norman's in real good shape as well We're out every day like like Gary Player and these guys um, eat well sleep well uh, train in the gym every day and they're, they're a pretty good example but I think Greg Norman's now 65 and he is in magnificent condition and uh, fantastic so two guys that have sort of um, prolonged their their, their, their their sporting careers through just a healthy living Tom good lesson for us all indeed it is Mark Archer indeed it is Uh, let's take a short break when we come back we will of course uh, what's that Archer sorry I was just going to say full time full time in uh, Aviva and the full time scores there Wales did score a consolation try through Justin Chapurik at the end and it was converted by Lee Halfpenny but 24 points to 14 Uh, the green flags of Ireland will be waving 
and Lansdowne or Naviva, and that's a good victory. Two from two from Ireland and uh, four tries to two, a well-deserved victory. Well-deserved victory indeed. Let's take a short break when we come back. Uh, more sports. This is The Grill, live from Barasti, where the game is always on. Full time in the first game in the Six Nations. Ireland taking the plaudits. Yeah, good win for Ireland. They're now two from two. Good win last week against uh, Scotland, but a very comprehensive victory at home against Wales. They won 24 points to 14, four tries to two. Jordan Lama, Tag Furlong, uh, Josh van der Fleer, and Andrew Conway with the four try scorers for Ireland. For Wales, it was uh, Josh Adams went off injured. And then, but the t- try to Thomas Williams just before halftime brought them back into the game. They did have their opportunities, Wales, but they couldn't uh, capitalise when they're down there. Hadley Parks had a disallowed trial, uh, try for the TMO in the final 10 minutes, but Justin Tupuric uh, basically gave him a consolation try. But very comprehensive victory for Ireland. They dominated the match on the scoreboard and territorial Wales. 24 points to 14, and Andy Farrell will be a happy man in Dublin tonight. Indeed he will. Now, we've been in conversation with the one and the only... Shia Defridi, the man who became famous for his big sixes and hard-hitting style of play. Uh, he's been in Dubai recently along with Yuvraj Singh to mentor the finalists of the Expo 2020 Dubai Cricket Tournament, which will be played, uh, which was placed at the Dubai International Cricket Stadium last week. The tournament features workers who are involved in the delivery of Expo 2020. But uh, we've also been talking Pakistani cricket with him. Our very own Mohammed Suleiman uh, was speaking with the former all-rounder at the Expo 2020 Dubai site. Uh, Mo asked him about the importance of international cricket returning to Pakistan. I think cricket is very important in Pakistan because uh, I think the people, they're missing cricket in Pakistan. Uh, we are the passionate uh, uh, people uh, who are enjoying cricket and uh, as Pakistan is a peaceful country, I think uh, uh, like last visit was very important. The Bangladesh tour was very, very important. And uh, uh, I think I was waiting for that tour for a long time. And uh, I wish I can see India playing in Pakistan as well. And Pakistan is playing in India as well. Because sports is the best diplomacy. And uh, uh, I think uh, we can unite uh, people, nation, uh, because of sports. Um, talking about the current state of the Pakistani team, um, how do you see the Pakistani national team forming right now? And, and also, how is Misbah al-Haq taking on his role as, as selector and coach? I think Misbah is trying his level best. And uh, I think uh, as a team, the team is doing very well, very well. And uh, I think uh, uh, just uh, uh, if uh, they play the way they're playing against any, uh, against, uh, any team, uh, I think they have to... Uh, know their strength, their ability, their talent. Uh, I think they, Pakistan can win against any team in the world. It's, the self-belief is very, very important, yeah. Who are some of the players in the current Pakistani team who really stand out to you, who can really take the team forward uh, in the future? Uh, I choose some of them, but they are not in the team now. <laughs> I think if, they, uh, if you look at to the um, Fakhar Zaman, I think, uh, I think we need someone like him who can uh, destroy the opposition on top of the order. And uh, then uh, we have Babar is the only guy who are very consistent with his performances. He's doing a great job as a captain as well. He won the last series, uh, T20 series against Bangladesh. So I think uh, uh, there is some player like a fastballer, Hassanan, uh, Shaheen Afridi, he's doing very well. And uh, Imam Ulhaq, they're a talented, good bunch of guys, yeah. 
Uh, now, the innings that defined Shida Freedy will always be that century against Sri Lanka back in 1996. As a teenager, he was flown in to play for Pakistan from the West Indies to Nairobi to play against Sri Lanka. On debut, Freedy hit 11 sixes, six boundaries, on his way to a record-breaking 37-ball century, which was the quickest ODI 100 at the time. Mohammed asked Afridi about the that fateful innings and what he ate for breakfast that morning in Kenya. <laughs> I didn't remember that, but I, the only thing I remember, I saw the dream that I'm hitting uh, Murli Daran and Jaisuria and the dream come true at that day and next day. So uh, obviously playing for Pakistan was like a dream come true and uh, uh, that was a great opportunity for me to uh, playing with my heroes and uh, I was like that was like, uh, uh, oh God, I still remember that uh, inning against Sri Lanka. That was an amazing, because I was there for as a bowler. And uh, they gave me a chance as a batsman. And alhamdulillah, some world records happened. Obviously, it, you know, uh, when you start your cricket and you start watching a dream to play come for, for Pakistan. And when uh, the dream come true suddenly. So, because I was in uh, West Indies, I was with the under-19 team and... Uh, uh, I bowled uh, in, in three games. I bowled twenty. Uh, I got twenty-four wickets. So they invited me. They selected me as a bowler. And uh, Mushtaq Ahmad he was injured. And then they selected me. And uh, the whole flight, whole my journey from West Indies to Pakistan. I was thinking. I didn't sleep a minute. You know, I was thinking what will, will gonna happen. And then I'm playing with Wasim Akram, Wakar, You know, so all the big names are gonna play. So I was a little bit nervous as well. But uh, there is there was a confidence as well. There was a self belief as well that uh, this is the great opportunity I have to achieve. Avail it. You enjoy batting or bowling more? Both. Both. Both yeah. If you to choose one, which one would it be? Uh, People, they, uh, they love batting, uh, but I think I'm not that consistent in batting compared to bowling. bowling. bowling, I was very consistent last two, uh, three, four years. I was the uh, uh, most wicket-taker bowler in Pakistan. So I think uh, in bowling performance, I was very consistent, yeah. Do you ever feel that pressure whenever you go out in the middle to bat? Everyone's chanting a free, everyone's chanting boom, boom. Do you, always, do you feel that sort of expectation to always perform? If you are in a good form, if you are in a good form, and you're going for a batting and the crowd shouting, you know, boom, boom. This is, so it's, you always take it pre- positive, you know. And international cricket is all about pressure. How are you going to handle the pressure? Uh, Mohammed also asked Afridi about what needs to be done to grow the game of cricket around the world and whether or not he supports four-day tests. I think uh, uh, with the time being, cricket has become very changed now. Uh, you can easily get a, a test result in four days. And now uh, we are in 2020 and uh, I think uh, the T10 format is very good where people they don't know about cricket though. So T10 is the best format to introduce cricket like in China, Japan. In terms of test cricket, there is obviously discussions about four-day test cricket. Um, are you a fan of this? Are you not a fan of this? No, I think five days is fine. Yeah, yeah. And what about day-night test cricket? Oh, very good, good idea. Uh, now, we've also been in conversation uh, with Yuvraj Singh, uh, the stylish left-handed Indian all-rounder who wrote himself into the history books when he hit Stuart Board for six sixes in an over at the inaugural T20 World Cup in South Africa back in 2007. Mohammed began by asking him what Freddie Flintoff said to him before that fateful over. I'm sure we, we can't really say that on radio, but maybe I'll put it in good words. Um, 
I don't know, good day, good, good evening, probably he said something like that, no. I mean, see, when you're playing against each other, you know, you, you, you're performing for your country, you get passionate about your country, your, your sport, and he said a few rough things to me, I said them back to him, and Stuart Broad got the brunt of it. Uh, so it's it's become like a you know Tom and Jerry cat mouse thing that you know everybody talks about it. But uh, it was just one of those days which was great. I've been hit for five sixes against England. Yes, he hit me five sixes. I I didn't like it. I had sleepless nights, 15 days, and I was able to hit sixes against England, which was great. So yeah, it was a great moment in history, and I always remember it. I realized the. Uh, the value of it now, you know, people talk about it so much. So, and we won the World Cup. That's what I want to get to. How special was that 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 World Cup win? Obviously, the first T20 World Cup. Uh, how special was that in your career? Yeah, very special. I think uh, a couple of seniors got rested, and you know, nobody knew how to approach T20. Young team went out there to express themselves, and you know, brought the cup home. So very unexpected, but it was. Great for Indian cricket because we had lost 2007, 50 over in the first round we were out, and uh, we had a lot of backlash. And then we go on 2007, win the T20 World Cup, uh, brought life back to cricket. Fast forward to 2011, the the 50 over World Cup in India, part of another World Cup winning squad. Um, just tell me how special that tournament was for you. I think that was probably most special in my in my career because. There have been a lot of great players in India who have not had the World Cup. And uh, it was Sachin's last World Cup and we wanted to make it special for him. Winning at home, I think, could not have been better. Can't really say it in words. Um, you know, that time chasing 280, 276 in the final was a tough, tough ask. And we did it. And uh, I think uh, it was it's a very special memory that I can't really explain to have a World Cup medal in your career. Uh, as a young kid, you always dream about it. You know, growing up, watching all those great plays. You know, Australia winning three and three. So it was, it was tough, but we did it. And Mohammed also asked Yuvraj about the biggest name in Indian cricket, maybe even the biggest name in the world right now, Virat Kohli. A very hyper. Uh, he talks too much. Uh, you have to calm him down. He doesn't listen to anyone. He's a uh, yeah, he's a very he's a hyper guy. He wants to perform, and you know he's uh, right up there. And I think because he wants to perform 24/7 is the reason of his consistency. How impressed are you by the way he's led India to the heights that they are right now? Yes, he's. Uh, I mean, done amazing with the bat. Uh, he's done well as a captain. I think he's got a great team. They won in Australia. They won. Uh, they they win. You know, 70%, 75% of the cricket away and in India. Uh, not, I mean, lost in England, won in Australia. But I think uh, he's doing really well as as a captain. And uh, as a batsman, he's the best batsman in the world, along with a couple of other guys. So he's right up there. What is it about this Indian team that makes them so good? They are the dominant force in world cricket right now. But what is it about this particular team that makes them tick? I think uh, a lot of players have had some good experience and they've played a lot of cricket and and uh, the fast bowlers have played a lot of test cricket and you know we've had we have the right combination of uh, all-rounder 
uh, fast bowlers, quality batsmen, and uh, you know this, the team is all round in terms of all departments. So all the f- players fit in every department to make a really good side. Uh, but unfortunately, we're not able to produce a World Cup with this side or uh, an ICC tournament. So that's a bit of a concern. Now, in 2011, Yuvraj was diagnosed with a cancerous tumour in his left lung, underwent chemotherapy treatment in Boston and in Indianapolis. In March 2012, he was discharged from the hospital after completing the third and final cycle of chemotherapy and returned to India in April. He made his international comeback in a 2020 match in September against New Zealand shortly before the 2012 World 2020. Mohamed asked Yuvraj about that time of his life and what it taught him. Yes, it was it was very hard because winning the World Cup, being Malaysia's, I was top of the mountain. And I felt like falling down in the ditch and getting myself back up. Uh, it took me a while to get uh, get to the understanding that I have cancer. As a sportsman, it's hard to believe that. Then I realized that a lot of people go through it. Eventually, went through my treatment and it was tough. I was reading a lot about Lance Armstrong. Uh, really motivated me to come back of it. Cricket really motivated me to come back. Uh, yeah, and I remember, you know, I, everybody said that I won't be able to play for never again, or maybe two years, or three years, four years. I came back and played in six months. So I think mind over matter. And uh, I struggled a bit. I was in and out of the team. Uh, got myself fully fit. Had some couple of games for India after that, and uh, pretty much that was it. It it was unfortunate because I just had uh, just had decided to play Test cricket regularly for India, and then I got diagnosed of cancer after waiting for like almost seven eight years. So that was hard, but you know you also have to look at that. I have played 400 games for India, so you have to look at the bright side, and uh, life goes on. Now, what does Yuvraj Singh think about the future of cricket? He told Mohammed what he thinks will make the game grow globally. Game's doing really well. T Twenty has been a revolution, and Test match cricket now uh, night Test matches, pink ball Test matches are more exciting to make Test cricket more exciting. I felt. In subcontinent, test cricket was dying, so you gotta make it more exciting. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think cricket is IPL has hit the roof. T10 is doing so well, so cricket is going very fast. Unbelievable goal! This is the grill live from Barasti, where the game is always on. Yeah, game on indeed. Good crowd in down here at Barasti. Uh, do come on down and watch your Six Nations rugby equally. Uh, if you love your Premier League football, then get yourself down to Barasti. Uh, brand new uh, uh, fan zone uh, down here for each and every one of the Premier League games uh, with one of the king uh, of drinks available as well uh, to help you throughout. In fact, they've got some great giveaways for feature matches each and every Premier League weekend. So do make sure you venture down here tomorrow. Uh, get settled in to uh, the King's uh, fan 
view uh, opportunities and take advantage of winning those great prizes as well. Uh, we're watching the big screen down here and we are seeing uh, the scene set up in Scotland for what promises to be a fascinating game. Mark Archer. Yeah, both teams are just walking out into what looks like a bit of rain gathering at, uh, at uh, Murrayfield. And I can tell you, though, it is going to be a stormy occasion on the field. And it is going also uh, threatening to be with Storm Kira off the field coming. And they're, they're forecasting by the end of this match, Tom, there could be 53 mile per hour winds and also some torrential rain. So that might be interesting to see why England have packed six forwards on the bench to see to come on. It could be an attritional match between these two teams. Both teams losing their first matches. And, of course, this is, this is the 127th edition of the Calcutta Cup between these two teams. Um, both teams need to win, really, to keep their Six Nation hopes alive. And uh, Scotland, of course, hold the Cup after victories in 2018 and that epic draw last year. Uh, at Twickenham. So it's going to be a big game for Eddie Jones' England. Yeah, oh, it's interesting to see as you're talking about that forward pack. Lewis Ludlam comes in the number six jersey. Of course, he replaces Courtney Laws. Sam Undiel at seven. Of course, Tom Curry staying at eight, not their regular number eight. Willie Hines starts at scrum off this week for England. And Jonathan Joseph comes in and replaces... Um, um, Manu Tuolagi, of course, that is suffering with a joint injury. Surprised to see George Furbank keeping his position at fullback after not such a great debut last week, but a lot of people are saying he does deserve that chance. Of course, one change to the Scottish team, Magnus Bradbury at number eight comes in. One key man for Scotland today will be their fullback, the flyer, Stuart Hogg, made a big big mistake last week when he pretty much dropped the ball uh, over the line, over the Welsh line, which could have been a, a winning try against Ireland, I'm sorry. And then he a, perform, a good performance by him today will go a lot. England will kick a lot. They'll kick a lot to Stuart Hogg. He'll be under pressure. This is what he had to say about the Calcutta Club match. My job is to, is to concentrate on making sure that I'm getting my performance spot on, but also making sure that the team uh, are switched on and, and we're here for the right reasons. We're not listening to, to what everybody else has got to say. Um, we're concentrating on what happens within the four walls of our changing room uh, and making sure that we're, we're, we're focused and ready for, for what's coming our way. Is this, still, sorry, is this still the fixture that matters more to Scotland players than any other, and if so, why? Every single game you get the, 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 the chance to pull on the Scottish jersey is incredibly special. Um, and, and there's no better feeling than winning it. So for us tomorrow, we, we've got to make sure that we give ourselves the opportunity to win. Um, as I said earlier, we nail, we nail our attack, we nail our defence, uh, we front up physically. Um, we, we give ourselves every opportunity to that. I think the fact that it is against England, um, as I say, they are a world-class team, uh, and to have the opportunity to to try and beat them um, is huge for us, uh, and one that we're, we're ready for and excited for. Apparently, nobody likes England. To what extent does your like or dislike of them motivate you in that rivalry? Yeah, I think I've made it pretty clear that I've got a lot of respect for England. I think and I've been fortunate enough to play with a few of their boys in the Lions tours, um, and, and they're world class. Uh, and as I say, we want to have an opportunity to turn them over. Um, I fully believe in, 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 in our team that we can do that. And as I say, we'll do everything in our power to make sure that happens. But as I said, they are a world-class team, a world-class individuals that we're going to have to try and shut down. Um, and we'll be doing everything we can to, to make sure that happens. Yeah, the bagpipes are playing loud and they're playing clear up at Murrayfield. And it's going to be a, a, a great occasion here in this match. Let's just have a quick listen to a preview of the 127th edition of the Calcutta Cup. It's Scotland at home 
facing England. It was the calm before the storm in Edinburgh on Friday, quite literally. Storm Kira is scheduled to arrive just before kickoff and bring with it heavy rain and winds of up to 50 miles an hour. It's classic Scottish weather. I think uh, now we're used to it now. Um, we've got a, a couple of different tricks up our sleeve that hopefully, you know, if the weather does come in, then we'll adapt. I think we're ready for anything. That's certainly in our preparation. We've looked at uh, all situations that, that could occur, and, and, and weather is certainly one of those. The Calcutta Cup fixture is 150 years old, but the rivalry between these two teams is still as spicy as ever. Eddie Jones began the week by saying Scotland are a niggly team. Scotland centre Sam Johnson replied with the fact that nobody likes the English, and then England flanker Lewis Ludlam says he's preparing for war. But what does this rivalry mean to you? Um, personally? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a pretty big occasion. I think any test match is a big occasion, but I think there's obviously a big rivalry there from a personal point of view. I've got a, a Scottish grandmother, I've got a Scottish brother-in-law, um, one of my other sister's boyfriend's Scottish, so um, I just turn my phone off before the game. <laughs> um, but no, it's, mate, it's good to have a bit of an edge, I think, to a game. I think um, sports, sport in general, or rugby, definitely. Um, you know, a few people have probably thought that it's gone away from those rivalries and that sort of um, not not enmity but anything underlying it you know and I think having that edge is definitely a good thing. So Scotland preparing to welcome the old enemy once more and if the forecast is right then the only way England are going to regain the Calcutta Cup is to wrestle it off the Scots in the rain. Interesting looking at Eddie Jones's uh, team selection for this match five changes from the uh, heavy defeat against uh, France and Paris last weekend. He's effectively playing three open side flankers. So he's going to be uh, concentrating a lot around the breakdown, trying to make sure that they're going to win that area of the match. Interesting change at scrum half. Ben Youngs has been dropped for Willie Hines, who's very much a kicking sort of fly half. So there's going to be a lot of kick and chase. And then also uh, the Saracens duo, Marco Vanapola and George Croyce, come back into the pack. And then uh, the Northampton flanker, Lewis Ludlam, preferred to his uh, clubmate, Courtney Laws, Jonathan Joseph, We'll start for the injured Manu Tuolagi. What's uh, Carlos? What's uh, what's Eddie Jones and England got to bring to today's match? Yeah, I just I just think they've got to outmuscle the Scots. I think it's going to be a very tight game today, uh, Arch, especially with the conditions there. And 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 to me, they they're going to have to stamp their authority from the start. Once you give the Scots opportunity to play, you know, you Jones in midfield, Stuart Hogg, as you mentioned at at fullback, they can really cause a lot of damage. And to me, England will have to just have a good good platform. They'll have to dominate from the scrum time. I'm still not Tom Curry. I love him as a player. I'm still not convinced from him as the number eight perspective. They're missing that carrying power of Billy Vanipolo. But as you say. England will have to be clinical. They'll have to really assert their authority early on and get on top of the Scots to win this one. Just listening into the the uh, national anthems because uh, you can pretty much guarantee that God Save the Queen doesn't really get a huge response over in Murrayfield. But the Scot the the, uh, the England boys were just looking at the images here. Certainly pumped up for it. They're definitely pumped up to it. I tell you, though, the wind is absolutely blowing a gale. They reckon it's going to get up to 50 miles an hour for this match. So kicking, kicking well, tactical chasing, playing in the right end of the field is going to be incredibly important today because 
the wind is going to say pl play such a big part in the ability to play into the wind and obviously uh, and, and obviously take the ball uh, both ways is going to be such a, such a fascinating element on how, how both teams <laughs> and particularly the number nines and number tens use the wind to their advantage to drive possession and obviously to drive to drive territory but flower of Scotland bellowing out at Murrayfield I'm Tom gonna to, I'm gonna have to be quiet for a few moments you might have to just carry on we'll take a short break when we come back we'll uh, wrap things up for you football scores rugby scores and much much more you're listening to the grill more of the biggest sports stories now on Dubai I 103.8 right let's try and wrap things up for you as succinctly as we can six nations second game about to get underway England taking on Scotland. It's on the big screen down here at Barasti. Great atmosphere in here as well. So lots going on. Do come on down and be part of that. In the meantime, we have got uh, football being played uh, in Europe at the moment. Remember, uh, late kickoff in the Premier League uh, is 9.30 kickoff. So again, if you want to watch it, get yourself down here to Barasti. Levante took the points against Leganes earlier on today in Spanish La Liga. Getafe and Valencia are playing at the moment. Final few minutes of that one. Getafe are leading Valencia by two goals to nil, a goals by Molina and Getafe are heading to third in the La Liga tonight. Real Valladolid taking on Villarreal at 9.30 this evening and then at midnight now Atletico Madrid taking on Granada. Let's tell you what happened in the Bundesliga a little earlier on. We're waiting for Bayern Leverkusen against Borussia Dortmund. That one's off at 9.30 this evening uh, but five games have been concluded. Full time in the five games Schalke, Paderborn, Paderborn ends 1-1. Hertha Berlin have been beaten by Mainz 3-1. Freiburg beat Hoffenheim by a goal to nil. Werder Bremen lost to Union Berlin by two goals. Wolfsburg and Dusseldorf tied at 1-1. Uh, Marseille against Toulouse is underway. 50 minutes on the clock there in French League Art. First of seven games in France this evening uh, to look forward to. No goals in that one as yet. Three games over in Italy as well. Italian Saria A. Uh, and we've seen one game concluded already. Let's get the latest. Atalanta have beaten Fiorentina uh, by two goals to one. And Atalanta remained fourth in the Serie A, whereas Fiorentina have dropped to 14th. That's what's been going on with the European football. Uh, oohs and ahs from Carlos van Rosenfeld over there. We're underway in the Six Nations. Yeah, Tom, what I can tell you, 26 second played. Deep kicking by England. Uh, and I'll tell you what, the England uh, taker of the ball absolutely got cleaned out by Scotland. Scotland very, very aggressive in these first few seconds of the game. Of course, speaking about Six Nations, Ireland beat Wales early on, 24 points to 14. Currently in Super Rugby, it's live. Stormers against the Bulls. They lead that fixture 13 points in all. The Lions beat the Reds 27-20. The Waratahs lost to the Blues 32-12. And of course, the big set upset of the day, the Chiefs beating the Crusaders 25 points to 15. Let's not forget the first uh, Six Nations match earlier today. Ireland defeated Wales 24 points to 14 at the Aviva in Dublin. Four tries to two. Tries to Jordan Lamar Tag Furlong, uh, Josh van der Fleer and Andrew Conway for Ireland and for Wales. It was Thomas Williams and uh, uh, Justin Tupiric with the two tries. Comprehensive win for Ireland, 24 points to 14 against Wales. Super Rugby on at the moment as well. Uh, let's just get an update on the Super Rugby. Yeah, of course, it's the big north-south battle. It's the Stormers taking on the Bulls down in Cape Town. I can tell you that Siabonga, Nintubeni, as well as Sanatla, of course, he's better known for his seven skills, have scored for the Stormers. The Stormers lead that one 13 points to zero. The Lions beat the Reds 27 points to 20. The Blues beat the Waratahs 32 points to 12. And, of course, the Chiefs beat the Crusaders 25-15. Let's go up to Scotland where Rangers have beat Hamilton in the Scottish Cup fifth round a little earlier on today. Well, 
waiting for Falkirk against Hearts. That one's kicking off uh, a little later on this evening. There are a couple of results to bring, or sorry, not results, but uh, live games on in the Scottish Cup fifth round at the moment. Aberdeen Kilmarnock, no goals in that one. Air against St. Johnson into extra time there. St. Johnson leading by two goals to one with just a matter of moments remaining in that one. St. Miringa's Motherwell are locked at one apiece. 90 has just been completed there. And Inverness, Caledonia Thistle looking to hold on against Livingston. They are into the 93rd minute of that game. And it's Inverness, Caledonian Thistle who lead by one goal to nil. Down to the championship for you. Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday shared the points earlier on today. 1-1 uh, it finished full time in that one. Uh, Wigan against Preston uh, was also concluded earlier. Preston taking the points uh, and the uh, bragging rights down at Wigan. 2-1 there. Uh, all sorts of um, uh, goals to talk about in the championship at the moment. Forest against Leeds. Your late kickoff at 9.30 this evening. Derby are leading Swansea by three goals to two. Uh, 90th minute. We're all coming into the, like the final couple of minutes of this one, aren't we, Monty? Yes, indeed, Tom. And uh, Derby are. Uh, I mean, well, when when Wayne Rooney joined them two three weeks ago, Derby were languishing in 15th or 16th, and they are climbing up the Championship table. Will be good, interesting to see uh, the dogfight between the other clubs and Derby for that uh, for that particular Premier League spot. Stoke are leading Charlton by three goals to one. Looks like they've got the points there. Reading and Hull locked at one apiece. 92 minutes played uh, down at Reading. Cardiff looked like they could be on the verge of an away win. Uh, they're 1-0 up against Luton uh, with the dying seconds of the game coming to conclusion there. Huddersfield have beaten QPR. Uh, not, it's not official as yet, but they are leading by two goals to nil with not long left. Fascinating game at Brentford, though. Brentford three, Middlesbrough two. Goals flying in there, Mont. Indeed, it is, and uh, and it's looking um, it's looking really uh, good for the table as well in terms of uh, the the championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Blackburn against Fulham is also ongoing at the moment. Fulham looks like they may well uh, take the points there. They lead by one goal to nil. That's almost it from us today. Uh, lots to talk about. Obviously, lots to look forward to over the coming days and weeks as well. Mark Archer's been watching on intently the rugby. Yeah, good start by by Scotland. They they strung together like twelve or thirteen phases off the kickoff, but they uh, then they, there was a penalty and a great bit of turnover by Maro Otoje. It's got England back down and got, got some good field position. Owen oh, Farrell's put a put a touch finding grubber kick in, and they really look as though they're going to play for territory here and try and keep Scotland playing all the rugby back in their own half. So the wind is going to start to play a, a pretty big factor in this match. We see it all, all the kicks from hand. And, and very being very difficult, and the rains are starting to fall in Scotland. So it's going to be how those two teams deal with the weather, where they play the match. Are they, are they going to play for territory? It looks as though Owen Farrell is going to keep a lot of grubber kicks back deep into the 22 of Scotland to keep them pinned back there and see if Scotland can come at them. I think the key for, for Scotland is to try and get some points on the board and see if they can hang on in there. But uh, let's see how this match goes. It's going to be a war of attrition in, in these atrocious conditions up in uh, Murrayfield in Scotland. Uh, two games for you in the Premier League tomorrow. Sheffield United taking on Bournemouth. Uh, that one is at 6 o'clock and at 8.30 tomorrow night. Man City uh, probably teaching West Ham a lesson or two. Man City against West Ham will be an 8.30 kickoff tomorrow so make sure you have a little look at that one equally tomorrow we've got uh, the Milan derby haven't we 
We have the Derby della Madonnina tomorrow at 11.45 p.m. UA time and it will be very interesting to see the return of Zlatan Ibrahimovic in AC Milan taking on Romeo Lukaku tomorrow night. Bayern Munich will also be playing RB Leipzig tomorrow. Borussia Mönchengladbach taking on Köln. Two games in the German Bundesliga. Uh, as you mentioned, lots of games to look forward to over in Italy and some big games over in Spain as well. Uh, probably the biggest, Real Betis against Barcelona. Uh, 12 uh, midnight tomorrow night. Lionel Messi staying at Barcelona? Leo Messi is definitely staying at Barcelona. I don't think he's leaving Barcelona anytime soon. Messi is Barcelona and he's a one 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 uh, he, he's a player who will be playing just for one club, I believe, until retirement. Uh, keep your thoughts coming through. Four zero zero one. As uh, we, it's a good crowd down there, Archie boy. Yeah, great crowd. If you're looking for somewhere to watch the rugby, if you're Scottish, if you're uh, if you're English, it's the place to be at Brasti. It's all happening down here, and uh, yeah, get on down and soak up the atmosphere, Tom. And right. to, to all his fans out there, Ross Christ is in the house. He is, uh, you know, showing himself around Brasti tonight. So. Please come join him to watch rugby, as well as uh, as well as Tom Bushell. It's purple rain down here with Ross Christ. And Phil as well. I mean, yes. Phil's here as well. Everyone loves Phil. Tom, there's one more game tomorrow to look forward to in cricket. It's the Under-19 World Cup Finals. India Under-19 versus Bangladesh for the first time Under-19. So that's going to be a good game to watch out for future stars. How have they gone, all right? Yes, uh, I mean, in the finals, I think India are in their third straight final of the Under-19 World Cup. Bangladesh for the first time. And uh, they, are, they are the underdogs, uh, hoping that... Yes, India India beat Bangladesh and the future stars of Indian cricket and Bangladesh cricket are coming along well at the moment. Yeah. Um, well, we are almost coming to the end of the show uh, and uh, Mark Archer's has packed up. He's had enough. He's off. Uh, Carlos has closed his books as well. He's, well, he's I'm, I'm getting a lift with him. So, I've, uh, you know. Blimey, what's going on? Still got another five minutes, lads. Oh, You're on the clock, all right? Rushing downstairs to get, get the rugby, get a good spot down there. And, of course, uh, seven minutes gone. No, no. I don't want to miss you in the action, Tom. Uh, we've also got uh, more football for you a little later on as well uh, late kickoff in the Premier League um, we'll see uh, Watford in action against Brighton two teams who very much need three points at the moment two teams with big problems yes uh, two teams with big problems and I'm looking forward to seeing Troy Deeney create havoc tonight against Brighton and Hove Albion dare I ask you for an opinion on the football fellas or is that it is it, is it tools down yeah? no no no. no no Okay. In, no, but but, you, but but in all, in all honesty, I think it's a must-win game for Bournemouth. Bournemouth are really in in a spot of bother, like your West Ham. So I think big big game for Bournemouth this evening, as well as as for West Ham tomorrow, if they really really want to fight that uh, that relegation zone at the moment, Tom. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, Just thought I'd remind you. No, it's really kind. Yeah, because like I, I wasn't aware in the first place. Uh, I was speaking about Bournemouth supporters. And, and obviously we got you know a nice easy trip up to Manchester City tomorrow as well. So that's going to make things even better, isn't it? Yeah, especially after Manchester City were really motivated off their defeat against Spurs. Interesting week. moment at Murrayfield, Owen Farrell lining up a penalty take. It was, the wind shifted it way wide of the posts and even struggled to get the distance there. So again, the weather, uh, Cyclone uh, Kira, as it comes in, Storm Kira, is going to play a massive uh, part of this match. Uh, this you afternoon. said that's the third time you've said that today. It's just raining, mate. You know, it's not... It's not. This it's a lovely day in Scotland, though. Storm Kira. It's blowing an absolute hooli up. Started there. started it, saying, oh, yeah, the rugby's going to be cancelled. There's this raining up there. What's going on? What's going on? You're getting soft. Hey, I'm not, not one to talk about the weather, Tom. You know that. But it's going to play, <laughs> it's going to play a major role in this, this afternoon's match. Uh, have we got anything, any sporting highlights to look forward to throughout the course of this coming week? What are you up to? Well, tennis is not far away, is it? 
Dubai Duty Free Tennis Championships. Ladies get underway in a week or so, so looking forward to that. And, of course, the men's uh, come around and some of the big names in, yeah. in, in men's tennis will be so here as well. So it's tennis, almost tennis time upon us. Looking it is. That. That'll be uh, not this week, but not the coming week, but the following week after that. And you'll be throwing up balls or hitting balls into the crowd. as, as per pieces down there. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to the women's draw because they've got all of the uh, current holders of the Grand Slam uh, titles. Yeah. Uh, all coming out here. They've got 13 to the world's top 20, so it's not... A Absolutely fantastic. And then, of course, the, the, the men's later, a week later, Jocko's coming out. Fed's going to be here again, so it should be absolutely fantastic. Here we go. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's two weeks of, of fantastic tennis, as you say, Tom. Right, we've done enough here. I'm off. Uh, we will see you all again next week between the hours of 6 and 9. Uh, that was The Grill, live from Brest, where the game is always on. If you're looking for somewhere to watch Six Nations, uh, if you're looking for somewhere to watch the Premier League, get yourself down here. Uh, good crowd in at Barasti tonight, uh, and they'll look after you, that's for sure. 4001 if you want to send us your thoughts. Until next week, bye-bye. This is The Grill. Join the conversation. Text 4001 or message us for free on the Dubai Eye app. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.